are listening to Dirty Feet, a dance podcast. I'm Allison Burns. For this episode of the Dirty Feet podcast, I'm going to be focusing on the Contemporary Dance Diploma Program as offered by the School of Dance here in Ottawa. And I'm going to be speaking today with Sylvie Derostier, who is the director of the Contemporary Dance program at the school. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for inviting me. My pleasure. Um, Sylvie's been a wonderful um, ambassador to Ottawa Dance for me and very welcoming as I've uh, launched my my career in this new city here. So that aside, we're going to refocus and talk about this um, program, which uh, is offered uh, as a post-secondary pre-professional training program for contemporary dancers um, in the city and abroad. You have people coming in from all over to yes. audition to this program. Mm-hmm. And auditions are coming up soon at the beginning of April. Yes, Sunday, April 2nd is the first audition. Perfect. So maybe we'll start with, uh, with who, who this program interests uh, so that our listeners might decide if it if it's a flag for them or not well I think we're looking for young dancers that are interested in a a career in contemporary dance Um, for sure we're looking for for dancers that have previous background so you know some training and then within the program they'll train for three years from nine to four every day uh, doing contemporary dance and ballet class and Pilates and yoga and uh, composition, improvisation, uh, interpretation, working with resident and guest choreographers. And we have guest choreographers that are coming from pretty much everywhere in Canada. Uh, so it gives uh, the student a broad a view of what's happening now in contemporary dance in Canada. Yeah, let's talk about some of the guest choreographers that you had in this year. So, for example, this year we started, in the summer we had Julia Sasso from Toronto. Uh, then in the fall we had Serge Benatin from Vancouver, who used to be Artistic Director of Dance Makers in Toronto. Uh, Then in the spring, we have Andrew Turner from Montreal, who's maybe more of a, you know, urban dancer. Um, And uh, then beyond that, we're doing some rep work from Shauna Elton, who's also based in Vancouver now, and uh, from Yvonne Kutz-Us from Ottawa. And, and your work as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I usually create one piece a year with the students. Uh, that's my way also of uh, getting them to really know uh, what I'm looking for and uh, what my philosophy is in regards to dance and how uh, I want the dancer to respond in a creative process, yes. And then, in addition to eating, breathing, and sleeping dance, uh, the students are creating their own work as well. They're learning how to how to choreograph and compose, and you, and you provide um, venues for them to do this and, and open to the public performances. Yes, we have a, we have a composition component in the fall and one in the winter. Um, in the fall, if you're a third-year student, you get to self-choreograph a solo. And if you're in first and second year, you get to do a group composition, like a collective work. 
And then when we get in the winter, then if you're a second and third year student, you get to create on your peers. And from what I understand, um, the kind of choreographic component of the um, program is very much a learn by doing. It's a supported feedback is offered by the uh, by the faculty, and you kind of launch your own project with your own themes and your own impetus. Yes, yes. Uh, f- f- what happens is that in the first year there are sections that are real composition classes where we learn different aspects of competi- composition, how to have a phrase of movement evolve, how to structure a piece, and all of that. But that's, once that is done in the basic stage of uh, the learning, then we ask the student to start their own creative process so that they still learn about composition, but within always their own field of interest. So they start growing as artists within that. The School of Dance, specifically, not the Ottawa School of Dance, but it's actually called the School of Dance. Uh, And I I point that out because I want to talk about where it's situated in, in terms of the national scene. So we're talking about how you have people coming in, um, students coming in from different parts of Canada, also choreographers from different parts of Canada coming in to work with the students. Where do you see the school on kind of a national landscape of things, especially considering kind of the, the size of the Ottawa dance scene? Well, I think, um, well, two things. I think we're part of maybe what we would consider the conservatories of dance, a little bit like the School of Toronto Dance Theatre, L'École de Danse Contemporaine de Montréal, Winnipeg, the School for Contemporary Dancers in Winnipeg. So those are our colleagues, and they're people we work with with the Canada Dance Festival project, which is the 50 Dancer Projects, where graduates of all our school meet together on stage to do a performance during the Canada Dance Festival. So I think we're in in that space with all of them. Um, and um, furthermore, I guess one of the things we maybe forget is that Ottawa ha- actually has a long history of professional dance. When we go back to when Le Groupe de la Place Royale moved here in 1977. And from there on, there's always been a company here in Ottawa, and that company used to work a lot in the format of a lab and having guest creators coming from all over Canada to work on dancers here. So um, the link with the national community has been here in Ottawa for a long time, and we just keep on building from there. And you even just mentioned the Canada Dance Festival, which of course takes place here in the nation's capital. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And that's one of our really nice project is the 50 Dancer Project. And that's a, a nice way for the graduates to launch their career because they get to meet, you know, 50 other graduates that will all be going everywhere in Canada in the next year doing workshops, meeting people, getting to meet new choreographers and all of that. So, because in fact, the future of dance is 
those dancers, I'm not the future of dance, I'm the history of dance, and they're the future of dance. So sometimes they don't realize that their next gig as a dancer is going to come from the person beside them in class, you know? So they have to build their own history of dance together. Mm -hmm. There's so, um, the pathways to where you want to end up these days are very um, windy and unclear, I think in a lot of different disciplines and certainly in the arts. And there are a lot of different things that you can do post high school in terms of training to be a dancer. There are a lot of people, even people that I've spoken to in the podcast who've discovered dance later in life or have taken an unconventional route to professional dance. And I guess I'm looking for, I, I imagine I know where your opinion stands as the director of this program, but what is the advantage of kind of this um, um, conservatory style teaching for, for preparing somebody for the professional dance world? Well, I think, you know, it's all about what you're looking for and what your goals are within the world of dance. I think that if if one of your primary goals is to become a dancer, I think one of the good thing about the conservatory format is that you're actually dancing all day in a schedule that is very similar to working as a dancer, well, you'll, you know, you'll get up in the morning, go take your professional class, and then you'll go to rehearsal all afternoon, and you'll rehearse for at least four hours a day, plus your class, so you have to get used to dancing about six hours a day, plus sometime doing your own training and going to, uh, you know, onto the reformer to work one part of your body or things like that. So I think that's the advantage is it's, it's training you into that stamina that you need when you start your career and, and to be, when you go to auditions or when you meet choreographers, you want to be in that place where you're at your peak physically to, um, enter the profession I also wanted to ask you about class size, because as, uh, as somebody has so insightfully pointed out to me, you know, you don't have graduating classes of, of 20 contemporary dancers, because there aren't 20 jobs in contemporary dance available. Yes, well, here the program is, is a small one. Uh, it, you know, sometime we're below the numbers we could have as resources. I have no problem with that because for me it's it's the quality of the relationship that we all have with the dancers in training. Um, and, and that's true also. It's like there's not necessarily all those jobs all the time for dancers. So um, I don't feel it's important for me now to focus on the number of dancers we're training, but the quality of the dancers we're training. I think one of the ad advantage for the dancers in smaller groups is that they do get um, a lot of the one-on-one -on -one, uh, feedback and uh, being worked on, you know, uh, that is important to get used to because in fact, when you work nowadays in contemporary dance, you'll, you won't work with a company of 20 dancers you'll work with a group of five, six performers, and you have to get used to having the choreographer in your face 
for four hours saying, no, do this, no, do that. How about this? Let's try this. What do you think about this? So you have to learn to interact with your ideas, with your mind, with your body constantly. So it's not a follow what's happening in the front situation. So working in small group actually gives a lot of responsibility to the dancer, and it's the kind of responsibility they'll need when they enter the profession. When I started my post-secondary studies, um, there was there was a, a transition period where I had to relearn what dance was or could be. I think a lot of people grow up dancing um, in one world, but this professional contemporary dance universe um, takes some acclimation sometimes. I'm wondering if, if, if you find that coming in with your first year students, if that's, if there's like a, an emphasis on reteaching how to think about dance or dance history. Well, for sure, there's, there's two aspects. There's the, the aspect of reteaching often the technique of dance and of refinding what is the neutral dancer because more and more choreographers each have a, a, a unique voice and style so that the more neutral you can be, the more versatile you can also be in getting yourself into those worlds. Then on top of that, we have to retrain or it's more in this case teaching what is art. Because the, one of the things with dance is sometime as you are younger, it might be presented to you, to you as a sport almost. So it's, a, it's about physical uh, exploits or something like that. Like, oh, I can do three, I can do four, I can do five pirouettes. But that's not what makes an artist. Because there's a point where as professional dancers, we can all do two or three turns. So what's going to make you stand out as an artist? That's what you have to learn. And, and how will you as an artist comment your whole life about life? Because that's what artists do. So that's a, a learning process. Um, let's talk about the, you, you mentioned the, the different showcases for, for um, your students in the Contemporary Dance Program, and you have one coming up in uh, March. Yes, we have Dance Essays that is coming up Friday, March 4, and Saturday, March 5th. So that's, uh, you know, group composition created by the second and third year students. And that'll take place at the Ottawa Dance Directive? Yes, in the Odd Box. Mm -hmm. Perfect, mm -hmm. so that's at uh, Arts Court. Two daily Arts Court, second floor. So we've spoken about the the entrance into the program. Let's talk about getting out of the program and uh, and some of the people who've graduated from this program and um, what they've gone on and done. Well, I think I think that's it, it's exciting. Like I was uh, in class this morning, uh, just saying to the the student that are here currently, I said, oh, you know that this weekend we have Simon Renault who's premiering a piece at the Stadel in Toronto. We have Alia Graham and Jocelyn Todd and Jessie Loth that are in England, in London, premiering a piece. And last weekend we had dancers uh, performing with Social Growl in Toronto and we had dancers in Montreal performing for 
Caroline Barrière, and we have a dancer that just got uh, a contract with Compagnie Marie Chouinard, and another dancer that's working with Daniel Léveillé Danse. So I think the graduates are actually doing very, very well in the world of dance right now. And they also have a sense of, uh, of um, a partnership with the community here in Ottawa. So some of them, them dancing with Ottawa Dance Directive, the, the company we have here at Arts Court. Some are producing the Dark Horse Dance projects, working with Taralus Dance, the uh, francophone company here, working with Dorsal Dance, which is my company. So there's really, I think, um, they're a little bit everywhere and doing a lot of very things that are in the world of dance. And um, I think that's also maybe one of the thing with having a small program here is they get to know a lot about how to produce dance also, which is another skill that is very important when you're in this field is to know how to also uh, produce dance performances. Not oh, always yeah. have to wait for the others. <laughs> totally, yeah. You can't. You often can't fill up your your work schedule with just performing. Mm -hmm. Great. The School of Dance has a lot of different programs going on. Um, they have programs for adults, um, rec programs, programs for children. They even have Dragonfly Dance, which is for individuals with um, Down syndrome. And they have a whole pre-professional ballet side of the school, yes. um, which you are not the director of, but you have some insight into being um, the director of the Contemporary Dance Program here. And they've launched something very interesting for the 150th anniversary of Confederation being scholarships for um young aspiring ballerinas. Can mm -hmm. you just tell us briefly about that? Yes. So, so first of all, so the ballet program here is, uh, again, it's a pre-professional training in ballet. It's very uh, uh, rigorous training um, to get young people really uh, at a level where they could, for example, enter the National Ballet School or something like that without having the goal was to get them trained without having to leave home too young because often let's say you want to go to the national ballet school you might leave home you're 10 years old well maybe you can still have the same quality of training and be able to leave home a little bit later so that was the the purpose of this uh, ballet program which was founded with uh, Celia Franca Joyce Sheetsy and Marilee Hodgins. So yes, this summer, um, what we have is there's a ballet summer school and we'll offer one scholarship uh, to one student coming from each of the Canadian province. So, you know, if you're from uh, Nova Scotia, maybe it's a good thing to say, oh, maybe I'd love to go spend uh, four weeks in Ottawa this summer and be on a scholarship. So yes, we are offering... Uh, those scholarships. There's one for every province. And that, that reminds me that you also have um, summer programs for uh, contemporary dancers as well. Yes, we have a, our summer school is at, the ballet summer school is in July. The modern contemporary dance summer school is end of August. And that's also when we have our second audition. So uh, August 21st, which is the Monday, the first Monday of our summer school. That's also when 
often it's the latecomers, the ones that are going, oh yeah, what am I doing this year? Oh, I want to dance. And they'll come and audition in August for the sep entering in September in the program. Uh, yes, and the program is three years of training, exactly. Definitely, if you have any inclination to start dancing or keep dancing, um, check out the School of Dance here in Ottawa. Um, there is likely a program for you. Uh, I would say that I think I think sometimes people are um, now. I'm now I'm speaking to individuals who might be interested in recreationally dancing. That the School of Dance sounds very definitive and a little um, frightening, and it's not. It's a really wonderful space physically filled with really wonderful, warm people. Um, and it's been a pleasure to be around. Well, one of the thing with the recreational classes is um, I find that if you're a young adult and you've danced a lot in your life and you miss it, we have classes like in contemporary, ballet, jazz, at all different levels. Mm -hmm. You know, often in a dance school, you might have one ballet class for adults, but it's going to be all levels mixed together. But here we still have very distinct levels. So if you're a true beginner, you can find what you need. But if you're an advanced dancer, but you're 30 years old, there's a place for you too. Brilliant. So again, just just check it out. Give us give give the school of dance a call and and see what can be done. Thank you so much. I've been speaking with uh, Sylvie De Rossier, who is the director of the contemporary dance department at the School of Dance. Thank you, Allison. You've been listening to Dirty Feet. I'm Allison Burns with a few thank yous. First to Paula Flalo and the No More Radio Network. Also to Mainline Theatre and Montreal Improv Theatre. And to all present and past team members who can be found on our website, dirtyfeetpodcast.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Dirty Feet Podcast and follow us on Twitter at Dirty Dirty Feet. Thank you for listening. Until next time. Stick around for a preview of our upcoming episode. Uh, Laura Toller, who is uh, both a visual artist and has a history of being a, a dance and movement artist as well. And anyways, to make a long, long story short, I got in. I got into this workshop and uh, by the skin of my teeth, I think and um, ended up in Banff with Le Groupe de la Place Royale and all these um, great film directors and other choreographers and composers. And it was like a grueling three weeks, really, really hard. I went in there thinking that I might want to direct. I went in as a choreographer and I left knowing I wanted to direct. And shortly after, I started making my first film and then spent the next 15 years, 15 to 20 years, making films with dance and movement. Mm -hmm.